You're listening to the King's Place podcast. kingsplace.co.uk Hello, this is Ben Eshmead and welcome to the King's Place podcast, a series of podcasts looking at the upcoming events at the North London venue. On this latest mini edition, I caught up with Tim Daniels and Tom Reynolds, who put together a massively successful podcast series called The Complete Guide to Everything. I caught up with them late one evening via Skype to find out more about their podcast. Where did the idea come from for the podcast in the first place? Well, I think the idea, you know, we've been kind of kicking around a bunch of projects that we've been working on and uh, we weren't getting anything off the ground. And out of that frustration, we decided, you know what, let's just do a podcast. Let's just get something out there. We have to do it every week. We have a deadline. We, We can't skip it. That will motivate us to actually, you know, do it. And then we couldn't figure out what we wanted to actually do a podcast about. So we settled on, well, we'll just do everything. And uh, for the first few weeks, it was, uh, I think we were getting like maybe 10 to 15 people to download it. Which actually was like kind of a motivator, like, oh, there's a dozen people counting on us to to put something out. Um, And now, obviously, those numbers are in the hundreds of millions every week that (laughs) listen to us, I think. So set the scene for us then. Every week when you record your podcast, whose house is it round? Where is it? Where's your studio? What goes on beforehand? Well, we usually record. I mean, it, it changes. Uh, we'll record at you know, each other's uh, apartments, but I have a basement in uh, my apartment. So we've kind of set it up as this. Uh, I mean, we're, we're there right now. A really glamorous studio. It's so glamorous. High tech. <laughs> yeah. Kind of looks like Abbey Road. Yeah. Blinking lights. A little more high tech. Yeah. Abbey Road meets like RoboCop. Yeah, Abbey Road was the jumping off point, but we're like, we could do it better. How much do you prepare in advance then? What Do you know roughly what you're going to talk about? Yeah, we do a little bit of prep work. Uh, we figure out the topics we want to talk about. It's usually complaining about something or other. We prepare independently of each yeah. other. So it's more like, okay, well, I'll say, for example, Tom, I got... I have a complaint about something that happened to me at the coffee shop today, and I'll have the whole story, but uh, Tom will not have heard that before. And uh, Yeah, a lot of it's prepared. I mean, yeah, I think we both kind of take notes of things that pop into our head or things that have happened, but we will rarely share that with each other so we can get a somewhat honest reaction. And, and a lot of times, I mean, I think you know some of the fun of it is that we'll have in our head, oh, I know how Tim's going to react to this, and that's usually not the case. I'll think, oh, he's going to be just as mad about this as I am, and then he's not. He'll just say, you know, no, you're an idiot. Yeah, I'll attack your character. <laughs> yeah, a usually, lot of times, yeah. yeah, I'm not used to, or I'm not prepared for the character assassination that I'm walking into. But it depends week to week how much preparation goes into it. If, it, if it's a topic that we have a lot of things to already say or that, one of us is fluent in. If it's a pop culture thing like uh, Twilight that neither of us know anything about, you know, we did an episode about that and we sat down and watched the movie. Yeah. And we'll never do that again. Yeah. Are you surprised at where the podcasts go? Do you know what I mean? Do you, are you surprised at where you started and where you end up? Yeah, usually. I mean, that's the thing, too. We, the best laid plans for each episode, usually the more preparation we put into an episode, the less likely that material winds up actually making the episode we'll spend hours figuring out topics that we're going to talk about and putting together the stories like like we were saying independently and then right when we hit record one of us will say oh yeah yeah here's something random that happened and that will just take us down these tangents we wind up never actually getting to what we want to talk about 
It's professional operation, <laughs> really. Have you been surprised by the sort of reaction to people outside of the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, it, it's very, very surprising. The majority of our audience now is in the U.K., which is something we never would have anticipated and never – I don't think we ever could have done even if we wanted to. It just kind of happened. Yeah, I mean, that was the first time that I was over there by myself, and uh, I was there, you know, just decided, okay, uh, maybe I'll do a meetup, see if there's actual real people. And uh, I had, you know, I don't know, 30 people show up. Uh, it was very weird. And it's very weird because – Especially since I wasn't there. They well, came up, they showed up just to hang out with you? Yeah. No, I think that's why so many came. That's because they knew you wouldn't be there and they had nothing to be afraid of. I get the sense that people in the UK are laughing at us. Like, <laughs> it's all one elaborate practice. Yeah. It's like, oh, these dumb Americans. <laughs> they'll, think, they'll think we actually like them. It's like uh, Carrie. It's, we're, gonna, we're doing these awesome shows at, at King's Place mm -hmm. and – it's a big room, and it's a nice place, and I feel like we're going to get out on stage, and you guys are going to dump a bucket of pig's blood on us. I know, in two nights, too. Yeah. It's going to happen. And we night. won't learn. You'll yeah. dump a bucket of pig's blood the first night, and we'll show up the next night. Maybe it'll, be, maybe it'll go different, we'll think. Why do you think podcasts are such a good medium for you, or just in general? Why do you think we love these kind of little sort of, um, I suppose, radio broadcasts? Yeah, look, we're idiots we're we're just guys um the barriers for entry to podcasting is so low like i don't know how else first of all how we get our stuff out there um mm -hmm. if not for this medium and then we would have never in a million years imagined that anybody in the uk would enjoy our style of comedy or whatever you want to call it it just allows you to put it out there with very little barrier get it up there and we wound up being very surprised with the results yeah and i think especially something like a podcast to be able to produce an hour's worth of content every week is impossible to do visually uh unless you're you know you're actually spending you know 20 40 80 hours a week working towards that as tim said there's a very low barrier to entry and uh as a result i think people listen to you know we hear from people all over you tell us, you know, they listen on the subway or while driving or while, you know, working a job they hate. And the nice thing about a podcast is you don't have to devote your full attention to it. It can kind of be in the background. We can yammer on for an hour and it doesn't have to be joke, 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 because people are you know, probably only half listening anyway. OK, I want to talk a little bit more about the live show. When did this first come about? When have you done this before in front of an audience? The first time we, we were there in May, and that was actually uh, we well prior to that, when I had been over there for a meetup, kind of got the idea, oh, there are actually people. I wonder if we could do a show. And had a great guy, Chris Lander, hook up with us and say, you know, I can put you in touch with some people. And uh, we did a first show at uh, Hen and Chicken's Theater. Small little 50-person theater. We thought, that's great. You know, even if we get 20 people in there, it'll look kind of full. And it wound up, uh, we, we put it on sale, no expectations. It sold out in a couple of hours. And, you know, we went into a panic of there must be something wrong. Maybe people think they're buying tickets for something else. You know, we were put in touch with King's Place to do a second show. We were told how big the room was and we probably terrified and asked a bunch of questions about if we could be put in jail if we don't sell enough tickets and uh, never allowed back in the country again. But we wound up selling out that show too. So that's kind of how it started. And then since then, we've done shows in New York now at uh, the Pitt Theater here. 
that have gone great, but it was great to do it in England first because if it went awful, if it went horribly, none of our friends would be there to know. So we could come back and just say, oh, man, it went great. They carried us out on their shoulders at the end, and nobody would have been the wiser. And I, I want to add, like, the, when we first walked into King's Place the day of our show, I looked around and saw how nice <laughs> the place was. I was like, oh, they've made a big mistake. Like, <laughs> somebody here is going to get fired over this. <laughs> and it wound up being amazing. Not our show. Our show was pretty amazing. <laughs> the show wound up But, like, it just wound up being an amazing experience for us. And uh, we played to a very big crowd there, and it was great. And, uh, so it was cool. Again, it was just surprising to us, and it's it's kind of awesome that we're, we were able to come back and fool you guys again. What did you learn over the first couple of shows? Because, I mean, I imagine that you – do you have to ignore the audience and just think it's just you two, or, or, or have you found ways of sort of embracing them and, and, and maybe, I don't know, vibing off the audience? Yeah, it's, it's a very different thing to do what – you know, normally it's just the two of us sitting in a very quiet room talking to each other, to do that in front of – tons of people it's impossible to ignore the audience so yeah we found that you know a lot of times uh, especially over there we'll get on a topic and we'll have to say oh wait a minute do you have you know this particular fast food restaurant here or do you and you know then we hear back a chorus of no and we have no idea what you're going on about so there is some interaction with that and i think one of the funnest things that we get to do that we've done at a few shows now is uh uh, we do a segment in the podcast called Tim and Tom Solve Your Problems. We ask people to email us in with their problems, and we'll find a creative solution to it. When there's a live audience, we're actually able to bring that person up on stage and ask them questions that we wish we could during the normal show. Uh, so then they become part of the show. Regarding these two shows that you're doing in London, I mean, you got any ideas what you're going to be talking about? That's kind of uh, in the planning stages right now. We we got some ideas. We've learned... We've gotten better at uh, learning about what works on stage just by doing it more. I mean, the first time we played over there, those were our first shows. That was the first time in front of an audience. So we've learned kind of like what a live audience would respond to. For example, we know they're just not interested in seeing either one of us nude. So um, no more. Yeah, this time we're not going to we're not going to we're going to keep our clothes on this time. So we can guarantee that. Tim Daniels and Tom Reynolds, they're talking about the complete guide to everything, which will come to Hall 2 on Wednesday the 11th and Thursday the 12th of April. I'm Ben Eshmade and you've been listening to a King's Place podcast. For full details about this or any other event, please visit our website, kingsplace.co.uk. Tickets for all events are available from as little as £9.50 online. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the King's Place podcast. King's Place dot co dot uk